Welcome, my friends, to Art City Now. I'm your host, as always, Troy Ramos. We are continuing our coverage of the Color of the Creek Street Art Festival in downtown Battle Creek, Michigan, 2020, year of the pandemic. It was a weird one. But it actually turned out great, um, considering all the obstacles that everybody had to go through or overcome or go around or swim under. Whatever you got to do, you just make it happen. It's important to have platforms and to continue working as long as you're doing it safely that was the key for us especially with these episodes and these conversations to do things as safely as possible first and if you're doing that you know you got to live your life and especially for artists and for everybody connected to them like for this podcast um it's you got to keep going you got to keep going these are these are things you have to get around and that's what we did. And it turned out great. It was a great festival. And I'm, I'm, I couldn't be happier to have talked with all the people that we talked with. We've got about six or seven episodes here. Wherever you're listening to this is where you get your podcast. So make sure you subscribe to us. Man, that's important. It's like gold or Bitcoin or whatever you want to, however you want to say it, cash. It's, it's important to subscribe here. And then don't forget to also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Art City Now or youtube.com slash artcitynow, uh, because we have uh, separate video episodes talking with artists and, and supporters and Justin Andert, the founder, and all that. So you don't want to miss that. But on this episode, we are talking with the artist from Miami, Remote, at Remote Rock, R-O-C, on Instagram, if you're in the game. If you're not, that's cool. But it's there if you need it. We'll put all the links below. And uh, he was originally from Boston, and... Found his way to Miami, and we had a really interesting conversation at Cafe Rica downtown. Uh, we talked a lot about, just to give you a little context here, he and I were talking about artists and what they do uh, in terms of, I don't want to say the word spin-off, because that sounds terrible, but like you're creating works, and then all of a sudden you get an idea for another work that's that, that sort of emanates from what you were doing. And it might be different materials, it might be a different medium, it might be... Uh, a slightly different take on something that you're already doing. And I, 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 my memory is that we were talking about cause the street artist cause who makes sculptures and he has, it's, uh, the, uh, you know, the mouse with the X's on the eyes and he sells those little figurines. Cause he has like these huge sculptures, uh, that, that, uh, you, you have to commission or he puts them down at a festival or whatever. And then he sells these little figurines of those things and they're really expensive. So, uh, but he, you know, great uh great idea and we were sort of talking about that and then it came up that uh and 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 i'm not saying they're connected but it just sort of the conversation sort of organically moved into this this idea that he was doing and has been doing for a long time where he makes artworks out of used caps like from spray paint cans and so it was really interesting to hear him talk about it and we talk about the idea behind creating artwork and sort of using everything that you have and to make sure that uh, nothing goes to waste. And I mean, that's basically what we are anyway, right? We're all, we're all standing on the shoulders of our past selves. What did some, I can't remember what, who said it, but every invention is, is every invention stands on the shoulders of previous inventions. So it's like, they're all connected and you use things and you reuse things. And, 
and it just sort of cycles like the cycle of life. So let's get to the conversation. Before we do, let me just give a quick shout out to our sponsors, WK Kellogg Foundation, Battle Creek Community Foundation, the Art Center of Battle Creek. Without their support, this wouldn't be possible. So a big thank you to them. Make sure to follow us everywhere at Art City Now. And uh, here's my conversation with them. talking about your skulls yeah 2k yeah that lowest one are there is it a range like there's there's a higher end and a lower well two yeah the, the skulls are two grand the the biggest like the big solid ones that's what they're priced at um and the half the half skulls are half of that right <laughs> and sometimes even you know i'll go to 800 you know, so how did you come up with that idea uh i started saving spray cans like so painting a lot and then you know witnessing the waste and being like feeling you know I'm sort of you know easily I'm I guess environmentally conscious right Right. so um, I started saving the cans and I wasn't I was just like I'll do something with them I wasn't really sure what I was gonna do and uh, actually Rewind like 20 years ago in Boston, I was taking classes at Mass Art and a collage class. And um, one of the projects I did, I went to all the like spots, the grass spots in the city, and collected all the cans, right. like you know, and uh, and I smashed them in my backyard, and I cut like a like sort of a hip hop spray can out of wood, right. out of plywood, yeah. and I glued all these crushed smashed cans and that was my piece right so i had and i so like i did that i thought it was genius i thought you know, like a sculpture of yeah materials right and um that idea kind of always stuck with me it was like i want to you know investigate that further at some point yeah so when i started saving cans again um you know, you're in your studio a lot, and you're sometimes just not sure what to do, whatever. I was taking out some steam, and I was like, I'm going to smash these cans, you know? Right. And as I was doing it, I just started coming up with ideas of what I was going to do. So it was just sort of like, when I force myself to work, even if I don't know, like, where I'm moving, where I'm going towards, I come up in the act of doing something, have new ideas. So. Something will emanate from that right. activity. So, I started saving cans, and then I realized, like, caps was the next thing. Like, if I'm saving cans, why not caps? Yeah. And I had ideas for that, too, as far as, like, maybe, like, uh, you know, doing a Damien Hurst, you know, with the dots, but just the caps. Just know, like, you know how he does just the the color dots? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So, like, actually, like, just a cap, you know, like, sort of do a, a grid of caps. I had that idea. I never did it, but that was one of them. Um, But the idea of, you know, like, smashing them into a shape, you know, like, and I, so I thought, ooh, a skull, like, of, like, smashed caps. You could kind of tell it was caps. Yeah. Um, 
I haven't gotten to that yet, but I was like, basically the, the idea that I could execute was to make a mold. I had a friend help me and um, fill it with the caps, fill the mold with caps, and then make a resin, you know, piece. Yeah. And um, that's how it started. You know, what it reminds me of is like when Native American tribes would kill a buffalo and they'd eat the meat, but then what are we going to do with the bones? we got to do something with the bones. And they make necklaces or make... Exactly. You know I mean? Like you're using the whole buffalo. Yeah, it's a, it's like a nose to tail. You ever heard of that term? Nose to tail, just like using everything Exactly. Yeah, like nose to tail, uh, like cooking, you know? Right. Like just don't waste don't anything. Don't waste anything. So it's the same thing. Yeah. I see, you know, it's like, and there's value in it. Like yeah. there's color. You know, there's there's interesting things that you could right. do. So like, why not? Yeah. And it's also a like, the pieces to me are like a nod or a tribute to the actual game. You know, to the art form, right. to graffiti and art and all that. You know, it, it's almost like it's connected to the. If you're painting something on a wall, then you're using the fragments right. of that. Yeah. That activity. It's like a offspring yeah. of what you're doing anyway. So it's re- it's like you're totally. using materials from it. Right. Like the, in the spirit of it or the energy off the, it. Right. The pieces yeah. represent, you know, some marks that were made somewhere out there on the street. Right. Like, do you, are you saving, like, every time you work, you're saving things? And, and yeah. And you do you deal with it later if you do? No, I, like, caps, I'm like a, like, if I find a, if I see a cap on the ground, I'll pick it up. Like, really? yeah, oh, I really? save caps everywhere. I save all my caps. And I even, um, I do like a, an exchange program where I'll let, you know, writers and artists know, like, send me a bag of caps, like a nice freezer bag, you know, not, not a little teeny sandwich bag, but a nice pillow, right? Yeah. Send me that, and I'll, like, give you a handful of fresh caps. So it's exchange, you know? Right. And so I'm giving people incentive to not litter, and also... They're helping me, right? You know, by keeping my my supply, you know, because yeah, I mean, I I paint a lot, but and I have a nice cachet of caps, yeah. used caps, but I'm not gonna stop, so I can always use more. It's like they're like experiencing a cycle of life. Like they started out in what in a Coke bottle industry, and then it made it through someone's life, and then made it to the trash, and now it's finding its way into right. your hands, right? And becoming a skull, or becoming a work of art, piece of art, yeah, yeah. Not like, what's the ratio there of like the works that you're doing, like walls, artworks, of, of with paint and then skulls? Like, is it? I go back and forth. It's, you know, it's like um, obviously if I'm if I'm out here painting, you know, then this is what I'm doing. But yeah. when when I'm in Miami, and if I'm if I'm not like if I'm not out working on a job or painting a wall. Uh, I'm in my studio, like, smashing cans, cutting cans, or collecting caps, you know, like, making, I make little mini skulls as well, so, like, I always have, like, a little section in my studio where it's, like, a rotating uh, table of mini skulls that I'm, like, pour, you know, pour, demold, you know. Boston and but you're in Miami yeah do you, do you think one city influences you at all or more than the other in what you're doing or not at all or not at all like maybe just in like the, I would say um, 
you know, what influenced me was the culture that existed during the time that whatever age I was, you know, like right. in the 80s, like when hip hop became, you know, a thing, it was like I gravitated towards that, like it was all I could think about. Sure. You know, like yeah. the music, the, the breakdancing, right. the graffiti. Yeah, you know? sure. And so, and I, even before that, I was always creative, like I was always drawing and I colored all the, like I would always do like color gradients with uh, crayons and my father was a graphic designer and an artist is um, so graffiti was my thing like around 83 in Boston like, yeah in Boston and um, I wrote on everything like you know you know and then uh, so yeah that I guess Boston during that time that was my thing and so that culture influenced me um, and also like being in the city like being in the city and doing graffiti was like the same thing for me sort of like and when I started seeing graffiti outside of cities I'm like what is that doing it didn't make sense to me just the change of setting from yeah urban like to it's rural. like it but you know to me at the time it was like okay I live in the city this is where it belongs you know? yeah it didn't make it didn't compute that I was like yeah, look yeah. At the, in a cornfield there's a piece out, out there on a barn you know like <laughs> I didn't get it right. uh, but now I mean obviously now it's universal like it's worldwide yeah. and it can go be anywhere yeah uh, but as far as Miami goes it was sort of the same thing like the culture in Miami um as far as like the people and the music and the climate yeah for sure all that I think has influenced my work you know I do a lot of very colorful things that's true and um you know now I'm exploring with different templates and uh, not templates uh, uh palettes you know yeah. uh, but yeah so yeah, that makes sense. And also, I lived in Colorado for oh, did you? for like six years in the '90s, and that was a huge influence on me. You know, yeah, like the scenery and the, the mountains. I snowboarded like that was my main. I was like, I'm just going snowboarding. So right. I did that. All that stuff seems like it, but no matter what you're doing, if you're a writer or whatever, even if you're not, you don't have to be aware of it. But that stuff kind of like feels like it comes up through you yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Even if you don't see it, maybe. If somebody doesn't think that that's happening, maybe 30 years down the road they'll look back and go, oh right, that's that looks a lot like the other right. thing I used to, I used to see that thing on my walks every day, that looks a lot, or whatever. Yeah. It goes into your brain and just sort of sits there and then maybe emanates from your body or yeah. whatever you're doing. Thank <laughs> you.